Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Guys, just back from a wonderful vacation in the beautiful county of Kerry in Ireland. If any of you are visiting this country, I'd highly recommend that county. It's a very beautiful part of the the country. Um, yeah, so like every vacation, you know, you get the time to to objectively look at things and you get invigorated, you have time to rest and you know, you're not so caught up in everyday life. And certainly I explored a lot of the different areas in relation to the narcissistic personality disorder and have lots of different thoughts that I'd like to share over the next coming months with you. And I would ask if you would consider sharing, subscribing and liking the video if you find it of any value because there's still people that don't know about this personality disorder out there and there's still people suffering because of it. And if people know about it, they may get out of relationships quicker or they may not even get into them or they may recover quicker from the relationships. Or if they're a narcissist, they may modify their behaviour if that's possible, although highly unlikely because a lot of narcissists don't actually realise that they are Guys, how do you, you know, prevent yourself from getting involved with a narcissist in future? And as usual, I mainly concentrate on the intimate relationship with a narcissist. But again, it's applicable to all relationships. I've thought about this a lot, and I'm sure you guys have too, because you can be hypersensitive, you know, in relation to people after you've been through the ringer of narcissistic abuse. So we do tend to be oversensitive and maybe, you know, pick up on things too quickly or don't give ourselves the time to give ourselves to the to the person, to the new person that comes along because we're very protective and hypervigilant and we see things that maybe aren't there. So we need to wait to see if a pattern develops before we decide that that person has possibly um, high narcissistic traits. But there is or are a few different things that we can do to put up a firewall or protective barrier when we're getting into relationships with new people. And I just want to hone in on two things. The first may be very obvious. It's getting the knowledge. It's understanding the knowledge fully. And in my view, if you go to different people that are talking about it, go to different channels to get a balanced overall view, a, a view that resonates with you and your experience, a view that you're comfortable with going forward. 
on the education of the narcissistic personality disorder so that you go forward in the full knowledge of what to look out for, what kind of patterns you would look out for in people developing as you go through a new relationship with them or start off. You know, what are the red flags to look out for? I mean, people who have been here for quite some time are such vets. It's an, it's unbelievable the amount of knowledge that some people have on these channels who are in the comments. And that's why I'd also suggest read the comments. The information in those comments is class. It's just some people say it exactly as it is and they put it in such a good way, such an understandable way that it's just as good as watching a video, you know, on any of the channels. And the other thing I'd like to say is, so that's the education on what is the narcissistic personality disorder. The other thing I'd like to say is nearly everyone on YouTube who has a channel on this has something relevant to say. There's not, there's no one channel that's ever going to give you, you know, a complete, o complete overview and all the knowledge that you possibly would need because there's so many different perspectives and ways that will resonate with you. So that's the first way and it's the most obvious way. The second way is the value you place on yourself. So with the narcissistic person, relationships with them are transactions. So the best way I'm going to think about approaching this is as a sales transaction. So I don't know about you guys, but I have sold a lot of vintage items throughout my life. That's been an interest that I haven't probably mentioned before. But I consider myself a kind of a salesperson, like a trader in those items. And I've, I've looked at the psychology of selling and buying and marketing. And in my view, that is very similar to how the narcissist deals with relationships. To a narcissist, they don't have the empathy to attach to you. And unfortunately, you attach to the narcissist because you don't realise they're a narcissist. You don't realise that their part of the relationship is transactional and they've no empathy or attachment for you. But this is what we are learning about and this is what going forward we will understand. So, so the second big thing is to place a value on yourself and how I would kind of analogize, is that a word? The analogy I would come up with is, do you ever go to say a market, you know, when you're on holiday and there's loads of stalls set out and it works both ways. It works with the seller and the buyer, the trader or the, the person making the purchase. So let's just say, that you and I are behind the stalls at this market and we have something to sell. But the item that we're selling, like we're interested in communicating, we're interested in getting a relationship. But just for the purposes of this, we're going to be selling. We're going to be selling ourselves. What we're actually selling is going to be the value that we place on ourselves. So instead of selling an item from our stall, let's just say we are selling ourselves and we're placing a value on ourselves. So let's just say it's an arcs market in Narctum. OK, so the narcissists are coming along to all the different stalls 
because they see us as something they want to buy or someone they want to buy. So there's a load of little empaths or big empaths or strong empaths all lined up at the stalls and all the narcissists are coming along because the empaths market would be the narcissists market of choice. And actually, just just I digress here. One person said on one of the comments, how does a narcissist um, know that you're an empath or how do they, you know, detect empaths very quickly? And my answer to that would be like a wolf would scent prey. Narcissists are hugely adept, adapt um, at sensing within even a few sense sentences, um, whether you're an empathic person or not, or just kind of normal and logical or another narcissist. But that's sub subject for another video. Now, getting back to the video. So you have a value placed on yourself and the narcissist decides that you are the one they want, that uh, you're very, you know, your your stall is the most attractive and it has exactly what they're looking for. So they approach you and they ask you how much you are and they have something you want. Now, this is a relationship, but for the purposes of the analogy, the narcissist narcissist has money and money is what you're looking for. You're actually probably looking for love and a relationship and something, you know, all those good things. But for the analogy purposes, the narcissist is showing you all the money that they have to offer you. And that's what you're looking for. So you tell the narcissist that this is, you know, that your value, say you're a hundred dollars, you're a hundred thousand dollars, million dollars. But for the purpose of this, you're a hundred dollars. And the narcissist goes, mm, mm, I know you're worth it. Like they'll say to themselves, actually, this person is worth a lot more than they're asking. But sure, I'm happy with that if that's the price they're asking. But the narcissist isn't going to offer you the value price that you've put on yourself because they are wanting the best deal for themselves and that's all they're wanting. So they will kind of go, mm, no, that's too much for me, even though they know that you're pricing yourself at a very low value. So they'll walk away. And I'm sure, guys, you've seen this in, in markets that you would go to, particularly, say, foreign markets, you know, where there is an open air market or a trading market and there's real trading going on. As they walk away, you know that no one else has been around, you know, making an offer for for what you have to sell. And you know, you really want this. You really want what the narcissist has to offer. You need this money. You feel that you are quite getting quite desperate for the money because you need to feed your family and stuff. So as the narcissist walks away, and this is a trick people do, people use in buying and selling, as I'm sure you know, um, the stall holder calls them back and say, hey, come back, come back, come back. Let's talk again. So the stall holder lowers their value and the narcissist, you know, reengages and discusses it and say, ah, no, you're, it's still too expensive for me. And they walk away again. And this is, a, you, yeah, I know you've got it. This is a way that the buyer or the narcissist can gauge how desperate the stall holder is to sell their item. So how desperate you are for what they are offering. So if you don't let the narcissist walk away and they'll even walk right down to the end of the road so that you might have to run after them and call them back and lower your price again, 
um, or they may even go away and come back the next day to see um, to see have you thought about it? Have you maybe not had any other offers? And are you prepared? Are you desperate enough to lower your value um, for them to come in and purchase you? So, guys, if you if you do the work that you need to do on yourself. If you know your own value and if you can bring into your life what you need by being self-sufficient and happy in your own skin and in your own life and not actually needing a relationship, so not needing to trade with a narcissist. This is a huge protection because if you don't come down initially on your value, the narcissist will walk away and will go to somebody else's stall because you're too expensive. You overvalue yourself in their view and it's not worth the effort that they have to put in or what they have to give in order to get you. So I know it's a very simplistic way of looking at it. And a lot of high value people who do initially, you know, know their value, et cetera, et cetera, can be conned by the narcissist proffering, you know, displaying their money in front of you. In other words, displaying the fact that they could be a good partner, could give you a good relationship and, you know, have a lot to offer and feel that you'd make a good match. Um, people can be taken in by this, people of high value. But the narcissist will usually come after a person of high value only if they're displaying a vulnerability, only if they're, they'll hit you. If you're a very high value person who knows your own value, the narcissist may hit you at a time when you're very vulnerable. So basically, for a narcissist, it's a transactional deal that they do. They use the techniques that people use when you're buying and selling. They know that they want to purchase something, but they know the psychology of selling and buying. And they know that if they're prepared to walk away, if they're prepared to wait, if they're prepared to offer you less than you're worth, if you're desperate enough to sell, if you're vulnerable, if if you feel that you need something quickly because all other avenues in your life aren't, you know, working for you or you're very vulnerable, you'll sell at a lower price. So for you, it's it's devastating maybe to have to to lower your value and then lower it and lower it and lower it as the narcissist uses the item that they've purchased in using you Um the whole psychology of it is very linked. The buying and the selling and the marketing is very linked to narcissism and the narcissistic personality disorder. So there's no attachment. They're making a deal for what they're getting from you and the purchase of you. And then in the marketing, if they say have two people that they want to buy from, they will play one off against the other, as we're very familiar with in the triangulation. So if they have two stall holders and one stall holder is holding on to their high value self-worth and price and the other stall holder 
you know, ha really is a bit more desperate and sees them keeping keep walking back to the high value stall holder, they will lower their price in order to attract the narcissist back to them and purchase from them the good old marketing triangulation. You know, if if the marketing advertisers put out that there's so many people wanting this product and there's a shortage of this product and et cetera, et cetera, you know, building competition into the possible purchase or letting people feel that they will lose out if they don't purchase this item. So the narcissist is very simple, is is very, I would say, boring once you get to know what the narcissistic personality disorder is in that they all do the same things, the same things all of the time. They all trade in relationships. They all play games in relationships. They all will only succeed if you lower your value. So if you know about narcissism and you see a pattern developing, if you know your own value and hold your own value, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, if you have a boundary and they, which they will do, push the boundary and push the boundary. In other words, walk away from your stall as if they're not going to buy. You hold firm. You stand there in your essence, in your value, in your high self-esteem and let that narcissist walk away. Because what you're avoiding is your own self-destruction. That is not a good deal for you to do. That's not a good trade to trade your self-esteem uh, to a narcissist, to trade your self-value is devastating for anyone that's a normal human that has empathy and care. You will be destroyed if you get into or there's a possibility that you will be destroyed if you get into a transaction, a sales transaction with a person who has no empathy, who has narcissistic personality disorder. They are unable to attach to you. They do not know what love is. For them, relationships are trades, trades, a goods trade. Guys, I hope that... Um, that could help somebody going forward just to to hold on to themselves, to hold on to your self-worth and your value. Because if you can do that, if you can fulfill yourself in your own life as, a, as an individual person and you're happy with your life and you're, you're not in a vulnerable state and you know, know thyself, know thyself and thy worth, narcissists are not attracted to that type of strength to that type of boundary because they can't control you easily. They can't buy you off easily. They can't manipulate you easily. Um, it's too much effort and they will go on to the next person, to the next unfortunate person who does not know that narcissists exist. And that is, that's the number one because people that don't know about narcissistic personality disorder believe that they're dealing with a human that has empathy and will get will go through the ringer just like you and I did and not everyone survives it so if you can share guys with anyone that may be in danger of this or just share in general to get the word out there please do thanks very much and I'll see you soon again take care bye
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.